Hey everybody, welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. My name is Adam, as always. Thank you so much for joining us. This week's opening theme, as always, is brought to us by Brandon and Company, and this week's closing theme is brought to us by Jish. You can find uh, a link to Jish down below, as well as my Twitter and the Twitters of most people that are on this week's episode. If you have any of your own fan topics, theme song submissions, or cover it, please send this to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Before we get into who's on this week, let's talk what's happened this past week. This week, South by Southwest made an award ceremony with the same category five times over. We talk about Zelda and Gabe Newell polls and Oprah. Once again, my name is Adam. I didn't slur for the past five minutes of my life. And this week, I'm happily joined by... Hi, it's Jeff. And I'm tired. And I'm here. And I'm mostly happy about it. So, take it or leave it. And... By that, I mean, don't don't stop listening. Please listen. Please keep listening. <laughs> if you don't listen, Jeff dies. I mean, what? What? <laughs> that's just that's just a bit rude there, Adam. I mean, it's not rude if it's true. <laughs> I think you mean to say, hi, my name is Luke. Hello, I'm Luke. Um, I'm back <laughs> after a bit of a break from everything. I went to the nether mm-hmm. realm. And got- or as we like to call it. Chris's box. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sort of, you know, went into the dark void and never returned until uh, Adam did the six summoning rituals, um, which included um, killing a goat and a couple of other okay. insane things. Um, and now I'm back. So, hello, I'm Luke. Is killing a goat one of the insane things, or is that just, like, the least insane thing on the list? That's the least insane thing on the list. Okay, just making sure. Uh, the rest of uh, the rest of them aren't quite suitable for the podcast, so we're not going to go into it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, I'm happily joined by... Hello, my name is Lyra, spelled L-Y-R-A. Like the constellation, or the little girl in the golden compass. I've never been on the <laughs> podcast before. But my favorite Zelda game is Ocarina of Time, and my least favorite one is Hyrule Warriors or whatever that horseplay is. So I'm really <laughs> happy to be. You know, usually we ask people at some point in the episode, but you're just like, hey, you know, what? I'm just gonna do it right out of the gate and let people know. Nope. <laughs> this is what I like. Sucks. This is what I don't like. I hate it. Go away. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, yes, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. I've wanted to have you on for a long time now. <laughs> Me too. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, a lot of the news came in over the past couple of hours, uh, at least for us. Most of it on Wednesday, which is when we record this this podcast. But you including are the in the categories. future. <laughs> Actually, no, this is in the past. No, they're in the future. Right. Have you got hoverboards yet? I really want hoverboards. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Stop with your horseplay. Uh... Uh, South by Southwest uh, released its list of uh, award ceremony like categories, and I, Colin what isn't here this week, but he says it, it to quote him, "My opinions on the matter are: if you stay up really late at night and open your window, you'll hear me screeching into the ether." I, <laughs> it's funny because at least five of these categories are the same, like not even just uh, not even just like similar, like they're all art categories. Not that they all have just have like something to do with art, but they like they're all the same art category. Excellence in art, 
excellence in animation, excellence in technical achievement, uh, excellence in visual achievement, excellence in design. Th- those all, to me, those all sound exactly the freaking same. Yeah, pretty well, much. Well, I feel like that's it's... when you go to an art gallery and you see, like, black on black, and they're like, wow, it's so artistic, and you're like, it's black, and they're like, right. is it but really, it's, though? It's, it's the comparison between most outstanding artistic style, most outstanding animation effects and graphics, most well-designed and stunning visuals, mo- best overall design concept and best execution. Like, how are those different? How are those different at all? And I- I'm speaking from this as like an, from like an artist's perspective. These all sound like the same category. They do. I mean, yeah, I don't know enough much. about the awards, but mm-hmm. just by that, that they yeah. sound the same. And other than like a few of these nominees, most of these are nonsensical. Like, one of the only ones that really makes sense to me is uh, Excellence in Narrative uh soma is being nominated because that game is purely about its story um excellent like, animation makes sense but what, it is, you mean the, the nominees in there um no i'm saying as in the actual award itself not so no, much no, no, the I'm not actual about, nominees well, well i think that some of these awards are fine even though there's duplicates i think some of them just need to be cut out like i think that excellence in design and art should not both be there yeah um they're the same Neither thing. Visual achievement. Um, I don't think narration and narrative and character should be there because that's those are the same thing. I think musical score and uh, sound effects are two separate categories. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Uh, but like, like excellence in gameplay, excellence in multiplayer, and excellence in uh, or ec- what is it? Just convergence. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's. Uh, I think they just call one. it game of the year. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. It's just weird. I mean, it's it's just it's so weird. I mean, South by Southwest is a very, in a nutshell, it's like this bit. It's like a convention that happens in Texas every year, uh, and it's Texas. like it's a, <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> happen in Texas. <laughs> I see. I'm from Texas, so biased. <laughs> it's okay, it's a film, interactive media, music, uh, like gaming sort of festival. Uh, takes place in Austin, and. It, it just like it, it involves a lot of people. I remember hearing stories about people going there every year and talking about it. That's how I mostly know about it, mostly from the gaming side of things. Um, in the movie Frunk, if you guys have never watched, that's a really weird indie film. Uh, they talk about going to South by Southwest as like their big break um, in the United States. Uh, so it, to some people, this festival is a big deal. It is it is a definite like significant milestone for a lot of things, and you'd expect it to be better run than this like this seems like very amateur i hate to say it but it, it, the 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 v uh 4chan's v had a better like gaming like year award thing going on than than this at least in like the logic behind everything it seemed to make more sense and it seemed to better represent the fan base the breakup of these things like excellence and technical achievement is like fallout 4 that game runs on that same engine that uh bethesda has been using for years it's the same, like, they didn't upgrade it, like, in any real capacity. The game is, like, horribly bugged to no end. It I like it, but it's horribly is. bugged. I love Fallout 4. I love the Fallout series. And right. I have been playing this game for, like, 13 hours a day. And it's fantastic, mm-hmm. but it is so buggy. Like It's not a technical achievement. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely not. That's, like, been my biggest... Because I know mm-hmm. their past games have been buggy, but this mm-hmm. one has been, like, I have to Super reload bu- saves. I, so I mean, often. I mean, it's, the scope is huge, and they did a lot, and it's, mm-hmm. like, understandable considering how much is packed into the game. Uh, at least from the creation standpoint, like how much you can do with the towns and things like that. Yeah. Um, but 
it, it's still not anything I would call a technical achievement. And then uh, there's, it's also under visual achievement, which it's not really the mm-hmm. most, like, to the eyes, uh, mm-hmm. sort of really nice right. looking game. Like, it's not a really, no, really no, pretty it's, game. No, it's, no, Bethesda has made games that are always under par in terms of graphics because... They're jam-packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're jam-packed with a lot of other things. Usually the story is there. Another game that's on this list for technical achievement is The Witcher 3. And despite my feelings about The Witcher, I want to dispel this myth that I hear all the time about The Witcher being this, like, it's as big as GTA 5. Well, GTA 5 is like a vibrant living city while most of The Witcher is countryside. So it makes sense that a smaller <laughs> studio is able to make an equally large game in terms of distance as gta 5 you know it... anyway <laughs> i'm sorry i'm ranting about this a little bit too much <laughs> you've, done, you've uh, done that before as well i think when it was yeah, first no it's, out. It, it's just it's a silly sort of thing let the rage flow through you <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry for those of you listening we have some Zelda <laughs> topics uh do you guys have any thoughts about this that you want to input that i haven't given you a chance to yet or i Ooh. i don't know enough about it so i can't really chime in too much but, okay. I hadn't actually heard Undertale of this for game of the last ten minutes thing before uh, Adam sent me this. Uh, like well, it only went up minutes. recently, so the, both of you like it doesn't. It, it makes sense that you're like a little bit like out of the loop on this one because this one mm-hmm. just like came out recently. It's, it's not. It's not anything. Uh, it hasn't even had time to really settle yet. Um, yeah. Well, I'm blaming it on my Australian no. <laughs> like you know contact from the outer world thing (laughs) um Mm -hmm. but i don't really think her story is all that great and i don't feel like it should have been nominated for excellence in narrative Mm -hmm. um but apart from that the games themselves that have been nominated nominated for the parts seem quite fitting in Mm -hmm. some categories obviously there's the outliers with fallout 4 being in the weirdest categories and Arkham Knight actually being qualified for an award. Um, <laughs> like, the one good thing in that game was the Joker, mm-hmm. and that's only because it was played by Mark Hamill, and he is excellent whenever he does anything ever, pretty much. Absolutely. Um, I think, uh, I'm glad to see a lot of mention of Ori in the Blind Forest. Uh, yeah. Because I feel like that one fell into the radar a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. It was actually one of those really interesting games where I really mm. loved it, and I was... We actually made a reference to it, like, what was it? Like, 30 episodes ago? 40 episodes ago? Something like that. And, oh, and that was, was, like, the last... It was Ozzy and the Blind Forest. Yeah, Ozzy and the Blind Forest. And then I never heard of it again. Like, no one mentioned it. There was nothing online about <laughs> that it. That was an amazing And, and then it reference. showed up again. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I love um, that so much. It was interesting. It wasn't probably right, right. the best game I've ever played before, but I mean, it was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's uh, let's get on to some some Zelda topics. I know it's a bit of a jump, but uh, I feel like it's it, some people are kind of waiting for that. Uh, I might actually <laughs> put a little thing for the first time. I might actually put a timestamp in the in the <laughs> episode kind of, and say like Adam rants for this long, and then this is when the actual episode starts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's let's start with one of our fan topics. We got a, a bunch of fan topics this week on Twitter and through email. So thanks so much to everyone who sent in your fan topics who emailed us. If you want to send in your own, you can feel free to send this to us on Twitter down below, 
Or you can email this to us at zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's zeldainformerpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I do read the ep- the comments for the episodes on Zelda Informer, but I'm not as likely to read them in question form as I am to just respond to them, because uh, I always treat the comments in a different sort of light. Uh, but this first one comes from uh, our friend Shane on Twitter, and he asks, What is your theory on Link's parents? Dead. I think they were excellent people, and I'm sure his mom was just <laughs> gorgeous. Just Jeff goes immediately morbid and goes dead. <laughs> just immediately. Oh, definitely he just, dead. Definitely. <laughs> there's no, the, there's no, there's no doubt about it. But he just, he just doesn't oh. even like skate around the topic. He's just dead on, like nail to uh, hammer to nail, just immediately. His parents. Or him. Yep. I feel like I, I wasn't... Okay. <laughs> His parents. Okay. Just dead immediately. No no skating um, around the topic at all. But why do you think they're dead? I mean, in Ocarina of Time, it's explained, you know, the whole, like, the, the, the Civil War and everything. Mm-hmm. Mother carries him to the forest. Gives him the... I think when Link was born, him. it's <laughs> like... It was one of those things, like, with the more horrific versions of... Like, the original versions of the angels. You know, mm-hmm. from religion. <laughs> from religion good <laughs> i feel like that was like the start of like a like a like a slogan like religion it's where angels come from so with the whole anyway angels that are like terrifying and melt your brains out it was like that when link was born because he's eyes. like yeah it was laser eyes angel laser eyes you know what i mean I, I don't think I do, but you know we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> um, I I think it's I think it's interesting. I think that with each one, there's it's always been sort of an interesting thing that they leave out. Um, but I think it really does play into the character a little bit more. Uh, and link to the past and a few others. You know, usually you got your your uncle, dang uh, it, Adam, that's taking care of you. Dang it, Adam. What that was what I was going to bring up? A link to the past. How his uncle was taking care of him instead of his parents. I was going to say some funny <laughs> reference, but now I can't. Yeah. Now I can't. You ruined and his it. Grandma. No, no. His grandma. And yeah, in Wind Waker, yeah. it's his grandmother. Old so grandma. he has a family. He's not just like this like mis mis misplaced child that was like left at Disney World or something. We uh, lost him. Oh. We lost him. He's gone. He's gone do. forever, honey. No, he's right <laughs> over there. No, no, no. He's lost forever, honey. Just keep walking. Just keep walking towards the gates. <laughs> Papa, can I have a Winnie balloon, Papa? Oh. A Winnie the Pooh balloon? No bother. But I think it's I think it's interesting because you know it kind of plays into this whole idea of growing up. Uh, getting back to my original, what I was talking about with the uncle, gets in this idea of like growing up without parents. You know that like. Well, that doesn't really make much sense. I'll explain that better. Promise. Um, <laughs> the idea of like going out and adventuring on your own, unsupervised—you know—that childlike sense of adventure. You, yeah. It's not that like when you're when you're a kid and you go out and you play, you pretend like you're like spaceman Spiff. Uh, and it's not that your parents don't like you don't care about them anymore. It's just that in that moment you don't think of them. You're you're just thinking about you as like this adventuring hero, so it kind of plays an idea of like you know your parents are fine, you know whatever. But right now we're focusing on you as this like other kind of superhero character, yeah. you know? Because I mean, let's be honest, if his mom was around, he'd probably have a curfew and everything. Yeah, no, he'd I mean, be able to fight no evil. Game. Ganon would just like come out at night. It's like Batman villains; they would just come out during the day, which I always found confusing. 
But Larry, you like the Batman, so you would know. I do like the Batmans. <laughs> I love the Batman. Did you say that the villains only come out at night? The, and I'm saying that if like Link had a curfew, the villains would only come out at night and just be like, oh, well, he's not here now, so. <laughs> well, <laughs> why not? <laughs> Mom, I gotta fight the forces of darkness. <laughs> Mister, it's a school night, and yeah. I will be damned if my son is going out in the middle of the of the darkness and fighting giant pigmen. Good mom. <laughs> Fine, mom. I'm not gonna speak until you let me go outside. Oh, really, Mister? You're gonna do it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. That's the origin story of him not talking. Anyway, <laughs> that's my theory on Link's parents. Uh, Dead is dust. Dead is <laughs> pretty much. Dead, Dead is a doornail. Gonzo. <laughs> Jeff, what <laughs> is your? Are you gonna tell everyone your theory about how the Great Deku Tree is actually Link's dad? I said deadsies. Like, oh, I, I thought that was clear. Like, his parents <laughs> okay. are dead. Like, let me describe it to you in graphic detail. <laughs> if you could about now, really, and then they take their butt and they throw them into the fire, and 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 then they just and then the. And Link was left there alone, staring at the fire. <laughs> Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, that might have been the most brutal thing I've ever heard you say, and I don't know how to feel right now. Uh, so Jeff, let's move on to another. Let's, I'm let's just move a little on bit. A... I'm just a little bit scared of Jeff right now. I think I think I'm going to have to go a bit silent in this call. I'm just, so let's, uh, I'm let's, scared. Uh, let's move on to one of our more tame fan topics. Uh, Liam asks. Uh, Liam on Twitter asks, favorite biscuit and why. <gasps> Better question. I didn't know there were different kinds of biscuits. <laughs> oh man, I can start. My favorite type of biscuit is one that's buttery, crispy on the outside, but a little soft on the inside with apricot jelly. I never liked apricot jelly. <gasps> what do you? Why? I don't what? know. Just it never appealed to me. What about <laughs> strawberry jelly? Strawberry jelly is pretty good. Raspberry. Eh, raspberries are okay. You and your Any American jelly wives. that isn't grape, because I like to get out of my comfort zone a little. <laughs> Grape's the comfort zone. Oh yeah. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> please, please explain. Your favorite this... biscuit. Go. I like Tim Tams. Isn't that an Australian thing? <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 like a it's a cook it, it it's like a little thing where it's like chocolate covered and it's got like this crunchy inside and like start. Isn't and that a cookie? Feel it. Ooh. I, I don't know. Are we, are we what, okay? What are we establishing that cookie? Are we establishing we, we that cookies biscuits. are biscuits? Because yeah, we, I know. Because some people call it biscuits, some people call it cookies. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. Uh, I'm gonna assume Liam is referring to cookies, and I'm gonna say, uh, snickerdoodle, because I like the word snickerdoodle. <laughs> I like animal crackers dipped in yogurt <laughs> with a little sprinkles. <laughs> I mean, let's just talk about desserts, honestly. Wait, seriously, seriously none of you have had uh, <laughs> Tim Tams? I can... No, they I, don't exist no. in our country. Okay, you need to put your addresses in this chat thing, <gasps> and I'm going to send you all one of them, because they're the really? most okay. amazing things of all time. I mean, I'll do like, this. I will actually the, send you my address. They're brilliant. Like, they're god like oh they are just the most right. amazing things. All right. Yeah. Uh Jeff, anyway. what's your favorite biscuit? My favorite biscuit. Yeah, um I'm not a big fan of biscuits to be honest. Um 
I've had I've had like a Chick Fil A breakfast mm-hmm. biscuit thing that has chicken on it, and I like. Did you get one chicken. of those like free coupons? No, um, <laughs> like the little I had, cards. I, had, I was meeting with this group for a little while, and like we meet mm-hmm. early in the morning on Thursdays. Is it your Triple like, A meetings? Yes, my Triple A meetings, and as part of motivation to be there slash like making it comfortable, like our advisor always brought us chick-fil-a biscuits and i i'm not gonna lie i did really look forward to those (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to get out of bed but a chicken biscuit sounds delicious luke send me a single chick-fil-a chicken breakfast biscuit or whatever it's called (laughs) or a coupon (laughs) whichever one's fine (laughs) it's weirder Um, than episode 66 this is going to be is is this like uh, episode 75 this is one of those episodes where it's like, how much are we going to have to edit this out? <laughs> I don't know how much we can. Um, but uh, so let's, uh, I, guess, I guess we'll stray away from fan topics and back to news, because there is some really good news that I wanted to talk about this past week. Um, Sakurai has finally uh, put the, uh, the, uh, the body in the grave, the, uh, the, the tombstone in the casket. I thought the, you were going to say the, the nail in the coffin, but, you know, whatever. No, I was trying to think of something clever and original. He put the, uh, <laughs> the embalming cl- fluid in the corpse. Yes. Yeah. So that uh, they don't get all gross. He's officially said that the development cycle for Smash 4 has finally ended. And he thanks Super Smash Bros. fans for ruining his life. I'm just kidding. He didn't actually say that. Um, that'd be amazing, though. <laughs> that would be just he the should've. greatest, like, go away. I don't want you here anymore. Just, yeah, I'm finishing Smash Bros. And it's all because of you. Now, I'm going mm-hmm. home and crying myself to sleep. He did say uh, thank you to everyone who supported and followed the game. And he's happy that he can take an extended vacation. Uh, probably forever. <laughs> from Smash. <laughs> knowing how much he enjoys working on them at I this will point say, i mm-hmm. really wish cooking mama would have been a fighter that would have been excellent <laughs> i voted for her so many times 100 <laughs> okay, percent serious dude. welcome to smash brothers where the where the rules are made up and the the votes don't matter yeah pretty much here's corin but i don't want him you're getting him okay but yeah it's interesting uh because you know now the the rumor mill is gonna just start in the next couple months about Working on the next Smash Brothers, who could it be? That sort of thing. It's going to be a Game of the Year edition released on the NX when it launches, and it's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to be so pissed that I spent all that money on DLC for a game that's going to be $60. And it's going to have Cooking Mama. And it's going to have Cooking Mama, and it's going to be It's going to be better. called Cooking Mama and Smash Brothers All-Stars Transformed. <laughs> cooking, cooking, Perfect. Cooking 10 with, out of 10. Cooking with Smash. Yeah, pretty Smash Bros. That would be awesome. Cooking with bros. Cook- there'd be like cooking a mini- mamas. <laughs> there'd be a mini game where you have to make a souffle while uh, like fighting in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be odd, but I could like, see it happening. You'd have to use what, the D pad to cook the souffle while fighting mm-hmm. in the background using the uh, the joysticks. Mm-hmm. That that would be the weirdest crossover ever, and I really want that. Speaking of weird crossovers, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Sega's announced that they're working on a movie uh, coming in 2018. Adam, fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. Can I go? Yeah, no, no, I stopped. (laughs) Um, Everyone went quiet waiting for it and just didn't I know, but I've done that before and then it's just like the call, call, whatever. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to check. Anyway. So I've been in charge of Gamnesia's Twitter for a little bit now. And 
whenever I like I've had the chance today and yesterday to tweet directly at the Sonic head Sonic the Hedgehog official Twitter and I really am trying to get them to respond to me because like mm-hmm. yesterday um I think we posted about Sonic Runners being labeled a financial failure and I I wrote I used hashtag you're too slow and I mm-hmm. thought that would work and it and I don't think we got a response and uh... today for that one for the one about the the movie I wrote don't hashtag mm-hmm. don't kiss the girl and oh my god I, I really like i'm i'm waiting i really want them to respond to us <laughs> i think they made already a, a joke about that in the past about like you know everybody makes mistakes in life and then it posts a picture of like like sometimes you <laughs> yeah. kiss a princess and that sort of thing sometimes you kiss um, a princess and it's it's weird uh, uh but apparently you know this is to celebrate the 25th anniversary that they're the reason they're working on this uh, it's gonna be a mix of live action and uh, CG. So. Gotta go, hayai, hayaku, hayaku. So excited. Not really, <laughs> but I will still watch it because that will be a guess. Because I'm trash. Yes, because I'm absolute <laughs> trash. Yeah, we're but trash together. I wonder. We'll be there like, with our Sonic hats. What's gonna be CGI and or whatever? What's gonna be anime and what's gonna be live action? Sonic is gonna be played <laughs> by an actual be blue hedgehog. <laughs> I want them to get a real hedgehog and just record it. Yeah, Hollywood Hollywood standards for hedgehogs has always been too high in the past. Oh, yeah. I want real... This is not what a hedgehog looks like. This is a real hedgehog, Hollywood. <laughs> I liked, um, uh, what was it? On the Dreamcast with the little chows, right? The little blue mm-hmm. things and you feed them at, like live animals and they become <laughs> the animal. Yeah. That's great. That was yeah, my that was favorite part good. of the game. That was a pretty good game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, mini game. Uh, Chow Gardens were great. Oh, that's uh, all I played it for. I didn't play mm-hmm. it for anything else. <laughs> yeah. I just fed uh, the Chows. But uh, other really weird movies. Uh, Funny or Die made this very odd Donald Trump art of the deal movie with Johnny Depp playing Donald Trump. And it's 50 minutes long and I watched the entire thing. And I was just mesmerized the whole time. <laughs> so and, did I. I did not mean to watch the whole thing. But it's actually very yeah. funny. Go check it out. If you uh, it's like, how do they make this movie so quietly under the radar? And it's like, oh, right. It takes mostly place in one room. Oh, which yeah. is... I mean, it makes sense for how much, like, how secretive they had to keep this thing. For us to only find out the day it was released. No <laughs> one has heard about this thing. This project wasn't talked about. Nothing. They just made a feature-length film and released it online. I think it's amazing. Um, it is incredible. I but uh, I, I didn't hmm? watch it or really understand it at all. It's it's you pretty your good. American humor. <laughs> Us Americans. You well, I mean, good on Americans. You so cute. You know. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's pretty fun. But for those of you who don't like the realm of realistic real worlds, like Sonic and 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 Donald Trump. Uh, we have some uh, Deadpool news. Uh, apparently, a sequel's already in the works. Yes. And the movie hasn't even been released. And you all are going to tell me tomorrow or today, whatever time you're listening to this, why that movie does or does not deserve a sequel. And I probably will have some opinions too, and, and Jeff will. And, and, and I will. I am so excited for it. I'm seeing it tomorrow, and I am I am so happy. I am... And every so pasty white guy in the entire universe has a reason to don that Deadpool costume they bought one more time. <laughs> I will. I don't. Okay, Deadpool's Marvel, right? Yes. Yeah. I I'm not too familiar with Marvel stuff. I'm more of a DC person myself. I, but I it am. does it. 
it looks, I mean, it seems like it's going to be funny. I'm going to watch it. Um, I am a little annoyed with, like, the trend of superhero movies lately. But, you know, whatevs. I'm excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And apparently Ryan Reynolds is going, well, that's inappropriate. But he's going full <laughs> frontal. <laughs> Oh, so geez. if you're a lady that likes Ryan Reynolds, or if you're a man that likes Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. sweet deal. <laughs> Pretty sweet deal. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Marvel either, uh, as you were saying before. Um, I'm much more of a DC fan. Um, I'm mm-hmm. a massive fan of Batman. Um, I've got pretty well every graphic novel ever <laughs> of Batman, and um, I'm trying to get a big collection up of it. Uh, and I'm a massive fan of Deadpool, though. That's the thing. Like... Despite my love for um, DC, uh, Deadpool is like that one little Marvel thing that I really, really can't uh, get out of. Um, and it, I'm so excited for Deadpool movie. Like I have been since they announced it. Mm. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out. Oh, one thing I wanted to say about Deadpool 2 is it's going to be rated R, right? Yes. Yes. That's one thing I am excited for, because I hate, I mean, I understand why a lot of movies do that, because it's a safer option, you reach a wider audience, whatever, but it really takes away from some of the materials that they have, like, The Hunger Games absolutely should be a rated R movie, Yeah, but it's not, and so they sacrifice a lot of, like, really important and, like, heartbreaking scenes. And so, I don't know, I do like that Deadpool's going to be rated R. So that's one mm-hmm. reason why I want to check it out, because, I mean, it's going to be as good yeah. as it can be. I, I mean, feel like almost it shockingly, w- it's been doing really well. I mean, I guess it's not shocking, but it's been doing really well with reviews so far. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, some of the reviews are kind of saying that it's like, I don't know, the reviews have been mixed, as far as I've seen. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's, I it's saw either gotten really high that good. or Or it's saying really that it's kind of bland in what it what it does. Yeah, but uh, but they're not saying that it's bad. They're just saying it. They don't really like it. I don't the, know. It's odd. I think the main thing is they're not looking at the source material. Um, the, from mm. the reviews that I've read, they're looking at the movie itself and saying, "Oh, this character acts a bit weird. He's you know he's he." They're pretty much describing the character and shitting on the character itself, not so much the movie. Uh, and they're sort of saying like. This this movie is bad because this character is bad, more or less. Um, and I feel like they're a a bit biased towards the movie, mm-hmm. um, or b they haven't actually seen the source material and seen how the actual character a- reacts and mm-hmm. acts in the um the source material. So the comic books or the graphic novels or whatever you wanna uh, take from that. Um, the, the way he acts in the comic books, I've heard uh, from reviews and a friend of mine which has seen it uh, because they got box office tickets. Um, mm. He acts like he does in the comics. Right. And uh, that's not particularly a bad thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we're we're talking a little bit much about this topic. I want to <laughs> kind of switch gears back to Zelda if you guys, uh, if that's cool with you guys. Um, yeah. We have one of our fan topics. Loved ones for Valentine's Day. Super romantic. <laughs> Oh yeah, Valentine's Day is this is this is this it's this week. Yeah. It's, oh wow. Three days away, I think. Yeah, it's crazy to think. Um anyway. Uh this topic comes from one of our fans via email. Uh and his name is Brian. Hey Adam and others. Love the show. 
My question for you guys is, prior to the Zelda timeline being confirmed, did you guys have any theories on the timeline? You don't need to go game by game, but in general. For example, I always felt the NES games came decades or centuries after the flooding of Hyrule as the land became deflooded and attempted to be rebuilt. It sort of explains the town names in Zelda 2 being the names of the sages from Ocarina of Time, as there might be past names passed down over time, but the original meaning forgotten. Thanks, Brian. Thank you so much for your topic, Brian. If you have any of your own fan topics, cover art suggestions, anything like that, feel free to send this to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's ZeldaInformerPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, by the way, if this episode sounds a little strange, I'm sorry, my computer keeps freezing. Uh, it might cut into the how long this episode is. It might make it a little bit weird. It might make it seem a little bit out of place. The guys have been very helpful. So thank you to Jeff, Lara, and Luke for really sticking through with me with this. I, I have no idea what's happening. It's freaking me out, uh, but we're going to stick through it. We're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, his 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 question is, you know, where do we think that these these names or where do we think these uh, games fall in the timeline generally without concerning the actual uh, timeline? You know, what 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 do you guys have in terms of thoughts on that? Well, I think Zelda one is first, and then the others follow. I mean, I think one of the key difficulties here is like you have to exclude, uh, ex- sorry, not exclude, exclude Skyward Sword because it wasn't out before the timeline was released um and that's kind of a weird one because like that one's so obviously in a certain spot on the timeline right um besides for that i mean honestly i don't think i'd ever have thought about the the split in it and i just sort of would have sat there i think i would have just sat there and struggled and been like I guess I'm going to guess that Wind Waker is the furthest down the line because nowhere else has water. Yeah, no, I would have said that like Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker came like much after, like much, much later in the timeline because of all that stuff. Um, I would have thought that maybe um, uh, Zelda 1 and 2 came like right before Ocarina because, you know, there's mentions of of war and things like that going on in Ocarina, like previous titles um so like i would imagine that's where it came from um and i would have put probably uh it would have been like something like zelda one two ocarina majora twilight princess wind waker would have been in that sort of order this is about right um i would probably have generally put wind waker first and then um as the water sort of regressed uh sort mm-hmm. of more towards like then you get to spirit tracks yeah stuff like that the new continent it... becomes what is hyrule yeah like okay. and then move on to probably uh one two uh that sort of stuff like moving Why on not to the, the more... uh you have like games like uh minish cap and uh yeah. four swords like that would be like that would fall right underneath that wouldn't you think yeah pretty much so okay. i never really looked into the split timeline thing mm-hmm. i pretty much just looked at it as a Right, uh, right. Pretty much just a downland line. So, say, I went Wind Waker, uh, the uh, ocean regressed, um, and then it moved on to uh, Zelda 1, I believe it would have been. Okay. Minish, probably Minish Cap uh, and those sort of smaller GBA games. Um, and then probably moving on to more of the um, Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina mm-hmm. of Time, uh, and then Majora's Mask, and then Twilight's Princess. Sort of, you know, in that right, sort of right, very right. basic. Yeah, it's... I, I never, I never really thought too much about it until they actually yeah. released the timeline, and I was like, the 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 oh, split timeline. I think was probably the thing that took most fans for a loop. I think I saw one mention of it before that. Like there was one very popular theory before 
uh, the official timeline came out that mentioned the idea that maybe there's like a split at some point. Uh, but I never accepted it as fact until yeah. it became fact. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a very interesting topic. I really enjoyed thinking about it. Do I you mean, guys have anything else related to add to it? Um, mm-hmm. Go for it. One thing I think I've thrown out thrown out to a few other people, um, especially in like our staff discussions about like the timeline. Um, do you think that they'll change it again, like officially change the timeline? Because like while I feel like it's kind of an it, it's important to the fan base and the fan base like appreciates having it. One, there are mm-hmm. people who like disregard it and are like, well, this part's wrong and this part's wrong and this doesn't meet with what was previously established. And two, I feel like if the timeline gets in the way of a game making sense, they'll change the timeline rather than, like, force the game to fit the timeline. So do you think they'll change that for, like, and not necessarily well, Zelda U, but another The way they read the, the Hyrule story was to set up that sort of idea that this can be changed. Uh, the I think Onum himself has said that the Hyrule story is, I think it even, it says in the book he's written that, it's like, this is not concrete set in stone. Uh, things can change in the future because they thought that maybe they will change things and add and mend and correct things later down the line. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing do. with like the 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 Metal Gear Solid series. Does the same thing. There's things that are retconned and changed much later in games that are technically prequels. Um, it, and it it makes a bit of a mess, but in the end, there is a logic yeah, to it. Yeah. Um, I feel like probably as they add more games to the timeline, um the timeline will obviously change uh making it so that the games will fit in with the timeline uh specifically so say uh zelda u is uh set just after skyward sword Uh, i'm not saying it is i don't know if it is i don't i haven't really looked too much into it because i don't want to um but say it is set straight after skyward sword um they would move the timeline around a bit to fit Zelda U in, maybe uh, enhancing the lore behind the timeline and changing it a little bit to make it slightly more in-depth and all that sort of stuff. I feel like as they add more games to the series and add more games to the timeline, uh, that timeline will obviously become more uh, set in stone and um, obviously a bit different. It will will never be... um, the same thing when they add a new to- a game. It will always be changed because the lore in that game will uh, address different things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of those things. I, I don't think they're going to change uh, it too much. I feel like... It's... Right, no. It's, I think it's set up just as like a safeguard in case they do want to change things. Yeah. Uh, it won't cause too much of a stir. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh... Apart, apart from that, I don't, I don't feel like they're going to change it too much because I feel like a lot of fans agree with it now. Like, there's not too many people that go, oh, this is wrong or that's wrong. Like, there's a lot of people that agree with it now. So I feel like changing it in the end would prove to make it so it's not as as overly liked as most people like it, I feel. If that makes sense. I don't think it does, but (laughs) Um, good enough. I don't think I have anything really else to add on this topic because there's there's a lot we could say, but it's it's, it's it, really it, me repeating myself without going like really into specifics. I it hurts you know, my brain. I think that I think I've explained myself. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, before we get into more Zelda topics, uh, I kind of want to throw this out there because this is really cool, and I think even Lyra is going to appreciate this. Uh, the Pokemon Company has released on Pokemon TV their online streaming service. Uh, Pokemon the first movie. Yeah, as free to download. 
So if you're interested, you can go watch it right now online. I am so excited. I actually have a great memory with that movie. Mm -hmm. Free to stream. Oh, it's not. It's not free. It's not stream. 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 Yeah, I did. Like, if it was free to download, like I would be on that so fast. Um, Yeah. No, no, that's why I said it's free to stream. If it was free to download, that'd be insane. Yeah, well, I think um, they I, have remastered the first three movies and, like, re-released them, and they're also on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, really happy because I'm like, you mean the good ones? Yeah. Oh, goodness. I have a really great memory with that movie. I was watching it with my cousins, and I was really tiny at the time. And one of my cousins <laughs> As opposed like, to now when you're just pretty tiny. <laughs> I'm big. I'm seven foot seven. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I was watching it with my cousin, and he was, like, four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. The very end, the very depressing scene with Ash and all the Pokemans. That all movie came tears. out in 2000. <laughs> I, I think you're I alive. That movie For came out. Did that movie come out earlier than that? I think it came out earlier than it that. It came out in 1999. Anyways, you know what? Spoiler alert. Ash goddamn dies. And all the Pokemans are crying. And Pikachu's like, boika, boika. And... <laughs> It was an awful scene, but I didn't really understand death too much. And I looked at my cousin, and he was just in tears. And I was like, oh, you nerd. You're such a loser. And now watching it, it is quite sad. But I, I always thought that was a really weird thing to show mm-hmm. kids. Like, if you cry just hard enough, that person you care about will come back to life. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess you're just not crying hard enough, Billy. <laughs> cry harder. It's just like. Oh, my God. It's an awful. But it's a great movie. Thank you, yeah. Adam, for that news. I'm excited. I'm glad you like it. Uh, our our next fan topic that I want to bring up uh, comes to us from Mike. Mike emailed us, uh, and he asked, Hey, guys, love the show. That's not a question. I was thinking recently about ways Nintendo could implement customization into Zelda Wii U. An idea I think may be simple, yet still give us a player's more choice in our own playthrough of the game, is to be able to choose the appearance of Link's horse. I imagine it happening in a way where you don't start with a horse, but early on you choose and tame a wild horse from among a group of wild horses. What do you guys think about this idea, and do you have any suggestions on how to possibly expand on it? Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much, Mike, for your fan topic. Uh, if you have any of your own, feel free to send this to us at ZeldaInformerPodcast.gmail.com. Once again, that's ZeldaInformerPodcast.gmail.com. You can also send this to us on Twitter down below. Uh, and I am working on making sure I can say that even faster in the future. Uh, it's it's a personal record of mine to just say that in one second uh, yeah. and be comprehensible. Uh, but yeah, I like this idea a lot. This idea of having wild horses and you get to choose your opponent from there. I'm I'm sort of imagining almost a Red Dead Redemption esque uh, mechanic where you have the lasso <gasps> and stuff, and you like rein in a horse, mm-hmm. and you can choose your first horse that you have, which would obviously end up being a opponent, but if uh in times they feel like horses. they want to take opponent away they can you can just uh sort of take wild horses and go with that as well mm-hmm. i mean it's a small thing but i think it does really like go a long way cuz i mm-hmm. definitely love stuff like that anytime yeah. i get to pick my own i'm like <gasps> well it would be interesting <laughs> because um in the game uh trailers we've seen link is like jumps off his horse and fires his crossbow or fires his bow mm-hmm. Um, and I think it'd be interesting to have different kinds of horses for different kinds of Zelda players. You could have one that's like more for like combat fighting, one that is actually more for like melee fighting, another one that's more for like traveling and speed. Um, you know, different like sort of like actually. stats, I guess you could say. Not really something that has to be so out in the open, but different stats that are kind of hinted at and then mentioned. And you know, you kind of choose a horse that fits you, like one that's more bulky, one that's more slim, one that's yeah. more like long or stocky or something like that. 
Um, and I think it'd be cool for Zelda players to, you know, kind of get that experience of choosing their own horse or be able to, like, customize it with neat knickknacks. <laughs> Pick my horse. I want to put a hat on my horse. Like <laughs> you can, like, put gold chains and stuff on it. I'm going to put a top hat on. Hey, my name's Exhibit, and I'm going to pimp your horse. <laughs> We put a flat screen LCD on your horse. Why why would you do that? It's very heavy. Kill me. My horse dehydrated now. No, that. But I love that idea. The electric outlet is plugged into his butt. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it'd be cool because it it would like you kind of have to earn your horse. You have to like go and you know round him up and like do the whole like stallion breeding thing like where you need a stallion taming thing where you have to like ride it and make like you know stay on it so it, like yeah. learns to accept you uh i think it'd be cool yeah that i feel like that would really work with the uh sort of idea of legend of zelda as well with it right. being this sort of really big adventure i feel like that would really uh, work with it ocarina of time what it does right is it makes you earn your horse like you don't just like you know oh here's a horse here's a pony there you go you know yeah. it's like you have to race for it, win, and then you have to steal it. Pretty well. Like, you immediately form that bond with the horse. Yeah, you, you feel like you didn't just, you know, get it. You feel like you earned it as a player. You feel like you you deserved uh, Epona. And that's good. And that that's how a player should feel. They should feel like they er- they earned and they deserve things, as opposed to feeling like, you know, like, oh, the game just gave me this, or, you know... Or the game didn't give me this, which is even worse. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, so thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Saying that, I feel like it, they could eventually end up going a bit too far with that mechanic. I've just, mm-hmm. I just sort of thought of almost... Oh, like, like a, a whole like horse minigame thing where you're like training your horse and stuff? Yeah, like it would end up beca- becoming like a, a hassle. I feel like mm-hmm. eventually if they made it so that, you know, it was a reoccurring thing where either... Uh, your horse had to be upgraded or something like that. It, I feel mm-hmm. like it would end up being way too much of a hassle. Um, mm-hmm. al- almost like Mad Max where they focus way too much on the car combat and nothing else. Um, and I feel like if that was a thing, then mm-hmm. it would it would ed- eventually end up becoming very much of a hassle, whereas uh, not so much of a fun thing to do or a background thing to do, uh, it would become much more of a focused thing to do. Sort of like the uh, right. the uh, resident places in Fallout 4, um, where people ended up not even playing the main game. They just work Oh, you spend like four hours working yeah. on building... Uh... I am completely guilty of that. I made <laughs> no, a I really that. nice civilization. Yeah, I know. It's impressive. You fortified sanctuary, even though it means nothing. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about uh there there are a few topics i don't think we're gonna get to this episode but it's fine um uh they're rollover episodes one of the things i wanted to get to since we didn't talk about what we've been playing this past week uh i wanted to just mention briefly uh once again that i'm playing D D on fridays now uh on my channel streaming it every friday uh we did a fantastic stream last week uh a bunch of you came out and we had a good time we had like a four or five hour long stream uh it was funny Rumor has it there was a puppy all right, uh, and you can hear about my adventures as Hophar the Goblin King. And if you don't know what that means, then you'll find out when you watch it. Uh, the first stream is still archived, so if you did miss it, uh, you're in luck. You can still go and watch it. Um, uh, it is a bit long, but it's it's worth it. Uh, so I definitely recommend it. Have you guys been playing anything this past week? I, no, not really. 
I've been playing Fallout 4 every day, and I'm I need sleep. I'm pretty badly. I mean, I've just I mainly just been recording for my channel. I've been trying to get a backlog up because I've been feeling a bit sick recently, so I want to try and get a backlog up before it sort of sinks in. <laughs> All right. Uh. Yeah, but uh, before we kind of send off, because this is going to be a little bit shorter of an episode than usual, um, I wanted to mention one last thing. Uh, Gabe Newell recently gave out at uh, the Unity's Vision VR and AR Summit in Hollywood, California. Uh, Gabe Newell announced that Valve and Unity are joining forces to make developing games for SteamVR easier. Um, he uh, is announcing extra tools inside of the Unity's Develop platform and a rendering plugin that improved performance for games on steam vr the interesting thing about this was uh he pulled an oprah and he was like look under your seats hdc vibes for everyone <laughs> and it was hilarious yeah um, like it was the re reaction to the actual audience itself was awesome as well like it yeah. literally felt like an oprah moment he's just like and you get a hdc vr whatever the hell and you get a hdc vdr it was just awesome like it was like yeah. one of those things that you just go was this mm. planned like yeah did he did he just come on screen and go i'm gonna do this today or did he just like sort of you mm. know go I feel like doing an Oprah. Like, just... <laughs> does he wake up and think, "Man, I should do an Oprah today"? Yeah, just like I'm going to mm -hmm. give back to the good little developers that uh, support me. I'm going, I'm going to be that one person that's like Santa Claus. Just wake up in the morning, and the bad developers like EA get coal, and you know, mm -hmm. it's just like the good little developers get the little HTC VR, and then the, mm -hmm. the bad ones get get coal. Just just screw the bad developers. <laughs> uh, before we go, uh, I want to mention something that's kind of a little sad. Uh, Game Trailers is closing up shop after 13 years. Uh, the website started in about 2002, uh, late 2002. And uh, it's been a good source for Game Trailers and other information about new games that are coming out. So it, it's sad to see them go. Uh, I wish everyone that worked there the best. I mean, it was it was purchased two years ago by Defy Media, and it it, it seems uh, a little bit strange about how this this happened because everyone that worked there found out just about the same time that we did. Uh, there were two layoffs that happened in the past couple of years. This one was just kind of out of the out, out of nowhere. That's hmm. really rough. Yeah. No. That's um, depressing. Uh, the game trailers helped in their own way, pave the way for online gaming content. Um, so for that, I thank you. Um, this has been episode 75 of the Zelda Informed Podcast. It was a little bit of a rocky episode, a lot of freezing, a lot of crashing. I'm going to try to get this wrapped up before my computer explodes. Uh, but I want to thank Lyra, Jeff, uh, and Luke for joining me. It was a lot of fun having you guys. Lyra, let's make sure that this isn't your only episode. Uh, oh, man. I want to be back, so I, <laughs> I hope so. Go good to hear. But other than that, Thank you guys for joining us. Hope to see you again next week. F watch the streams. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash ABC Milkman. Uh, there's going to be one this Friday. Hope you watch it. If not, it's going to be in the archives. D&D. Um, it's fun. Uh, Adam, Jeff, Luke, Lyra. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey! Have a nice night. No! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> watch out!
I want.